Our scripture reading today is from John chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw that it was the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of many, they are forgiven then. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the 12, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the marks of the nails in his hands and put my fingers in the marks of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came, and he stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your fingers here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through, though believing, you may have life in his name. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, it is the Easter season. Happy Easter. Easter is not just one day but it is a season of 50 days, beginning on Easter Sunday and ending on Pentecost. The season of Easter is a time where we can focus on our own formation, but it's also a time in the Christian year that gives us the opportunity to shout, Christ is risen and Jesus is Lord. As we encount our scripture today, several of the disciples are gathered and they are well known. A lot of these disciples are well known, but we encounter one that's not so well known. We don't know a whole lot about Thomas, do we? We know very little, but in our scripture today, we hear that Thomas was a twin. So the name Thomas in Aramaic means twin. And the other name that he has been given in the Bible is Didymus, which 
means twin in Greek. So apparently, we can make the assumption that Thomas either had a twin brother or a twin sister, but we just don't know who that is. We're going to learn today a little bit about Thomas. Thomas only appears in 12 verses in the Gospels. We hear of Thomas in Matthew, in Mark, in Luke. And Thomas is only mentioned three times. Each time he is mentioned, his name appears when he is listed with the other disciples of Jesus Christ. We also hear Thomas mentioned in Acts as one of the disciples present in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. Eight of the 12 verses that mention Thomas are here in the Gospel of John. In both of the verses in John 11 and in John 14, the words of Thomas are quoted by John. We will look at these verses in a moment, but in John 21, Thomas is listed as one of the seven disciples that went fishing after the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. The other five verses that mention Thomas are in the passage we have read today. For nearly 2,000 years or more, Thomas has received a lot of bad press. He's been given a negative name of Doubting Thomas. Thomas has been portrayed as a man who is filled with doubts and fears. But as we look at our scripture today, let's see if that's all that Thomas is known for. Thomas did have a problem with doubting. He was also kind of known as a pessimist and kind of the person who sees the glass half empty. He seemed to look at kind of the negative side of every situation first. He was the kind of person who was always on the lookout for the dark side of things. And as we look at the Bible today and what it says about Thomas, I want you to see that he has a lot of admirable qualities as well. Among these are that he was a loyal and faithful disciple to Jesus. He loved Jesus. He possessed an inquiring spirit. Yes, he was skeptical at times, but his skepticism was of the right kind. It was a skepticism that was open to belief. Let's look at Thomas as he is revealed in the Bible today. Let's look at not only Thomas as a person, but the transformation that we see of Thomas in our passage today. It's not just a transformation that Thomas could make on his own, but it's a transformation that Jesus makes as he works in Thomas's life to move him from doubting to shouting. So if we look at the context of our story, Thomas was not there with the other disciples when Jesus first appeared. The other disciples were there and then they come and they tell Thomas all about what Jesus had happened with Jesus in his appearance. 
There's a little verb in there. It's called said. Gives it the active voice. In other words, they kept telling Jesus and they kept telling Thomas that Jesus was there. He had appeared, what he had shown them. But Thomas wasn't there to see it. Just because they were saying it, Thomas wasn't going to be convinced that it was Jesus, that he had risen from the dead yet. He needed more. Despite the disciples' assurances and testimonies that Thomas couldn't bring himself to believe, he goes as far as to say, I will not believe. That's a pretty powerful statement. Thomas was saying he would not believe without proof. But but now, before we come down too hard on Thomas, we need to think about the other disciples. When they first heard the news that Jesus was alive, they didn't believe either. The whole group was overcome with grief and with disappointment that they could not bring themselves to believe. The only reason the ten believed at this point was because they had seen Jesus for themselves. So think about it. Thomas was only asking for the same thing and the same proof that the others had already received. But here was Thomas's problem. He declared he would not believe. He was always looking at the negative. He had hoped against Jesus that he had hoped against that Jesus was the Messiah and the Savior. Now his last memory of Jesus was Jesus hanging on the cross. Thomas's world had fallen down around him and he could not bring himself at this point to believe. So he rejects the words of his friends and he spends the whole week in self-imposed loneliness and discouragement. Maybe there are people in this room or on our live streaming today that can identify with Thomas. Maybe you have a hard time believing what you cannot see with your own eyes. Maybe that's the reason you have put off trusting and placing your life in Jesus' hands. The claims of Thomas, the other disciples are amazing, but maybe you need proof. The Bible gives us the proof But sometimes that's hard for us to completely grasp with our feeble human minds. But let me encourage you to delay no longer. Look to Jesus and believe his testimony and his word and of those who have seen him for themselves. Look to him and open up your heart because he is the only hope that we have. Others here may have lived lives that have been shaken by one disappointment after another. Maybe you are disillusioned and think the claims of Jesus 
are too good to be true. But the thing that makes them so good is the fact that they are true. That Jesus can do anything and everything for us and that he has promised he can do. He can do for you what he has done for so many. He can save your soul and forgive you of sins and make you a child of his. He can free you from spiritual death and free you from bondage of the sins in your life. He can do it for you and he will do it for you only if you open your heart and believe in him. There are times in our lives where we have all been doubters, but the Spirit of God and the Holy Spirit has convinced us of the truth. We, like the ten disciples, believe and were saved and filled with peace and given a spiritual life. Those same blessings are offered to each and every one of us if we Step away from our doubting and believe. We see all around us proof of what Jesus has done in our world and in our lives. That is why we share our story so that others can see the goodness of God present with us. But we mustn't forget, Thomas didn't stay in his doubting. He moved from doubting to shouting. Perhaps, if you think about the disciples, maybe they were begging him and pleading with him to the point um, that he just, he couldn't grasp it. But then, Jesus knew what he needed. Jesus comes to the house again and appears in their midst. And this time, he focuses his attention on Thomas. He repeats every word to Thomas that he had said to the other disciples. He invites Thomas to touch his hand, to touch his sides, and Jesus tells him to let go of his doubts and his disbeliefs and to trust in him. Now, I'm going to challenge you for a moment. There's a difference between doubting and unbelief. Doubting is a problem of intellect. And the person who believes just has questions. So Thomas just had questions. He didn't un not believe. He just had questions. He needed his questions answered for his true um, belief to come to fruition. Unbelief is a problem of the heart. Unbelief will not believe. Unbelief will not believe no matter what it sees. Thomas was plagued by doubt. When his questions were answered, he didn't need to touch the risen Savior. Seeing him was enough. Thomas utters one of the greatest confessions in the Bible. And he calls out on this day both to Jesus. He calls him Lord and God. And he claims the Lord for his own. All of his doubts are now settled. Thomas receives what the other disciples had already 
seen and believed a week earlier. He gets all the things that they had gotten already. If we continue to look at Thomas's life, we never see him doubting again. After Pentecost, the Bible never mentions him again. But however, in history, we learn that the disciple called the twin, Thomas, traveled east and preached the gospel through Persia. He finally wound up in India where he had a very fruitful ministry. There were several churches that were changed and Thomas changed from doubting to shouting. He moved his life from disbelief to belief and a belief that he could not contain. Thomas went on to share who the Lord was in all aspects of the world. He went on to share the good news of Jesus Christ with all people. He went on to live a life that declared Jesus is Lord. Thomas would not allow his doubting to stifle his belief any longer. He began to live a life that was filled with peace and joy and praise and shouting that Jesus is Lord. We too have the same opportunity. If we can move our life from doubting to shouting, we have the opportunity to shout with our lives and with our actions that Jesus is Lord to the world. God can transform us just like he did Thomas. God will use us and bless us and keep us and amaze us so that we no longer have doubts and that we can believe fully in who he is and what he has done. No matter who you are today or what you have done or where you have been or what your life journey has been like, God offers to us to lay down our doubts and our fears and to be transformed by Jesus so that then we will be able to shout of our transformation. Thomas tells us all something that we need to hear today. He tells us that we don't have to believe everything with our eyes, but that we can believe because of our faith. Today, we have been given the opportunity to believe in Jesus Christ. We no longer have to doubt because we are worshiping and gathering in a season where we know we are serving a risen Savior. Believe as Thomas believes. Believe because Jesus has appeared to the disciples and we read it in God's scripture. Believe because there is hope in a better future for each and every one of us. Thomas challenges us to lay our doubting aside and to believe, but to not only just believe, 
but to stand up and to live a life shouting that Jesus is Lord. Will you join with me as we take on the mantle of Thomas and as we live a life shouting by our actions, our words, our thoughts, everything we do, that Jesus is Lord. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we too often know, God, that we doubt you at times. God, when we are in a pit and we are struggling, God, we doubt your presence. God, but we hear the story of Thomas today and of the other disciples, God, and we know that you call us to believe. God, we don't have to see it all with our own eyes, God, but you call us to put our faith and our trust in you and to believe that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. So God, today, work within us. Transform our hearts. Remove our doubting. God, and change it to shouting so that we can shout that you are Jesus and the Lord of our life as we go from this place and all that we do, God, to a broken and hurting world. God, help us to shout and to share your good news with confidence because you are our Savior. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Today, as, we, um, as Lee is away and I'm going to skedaddle out of here and go to the method, um, we're going to take a moment to bless the elements um, and prepare those before I leave. Um, and then y'all will come back and at, at the end of Toward the end of the service, you will go through the whole great Thanksgiving, but know that this is the table of our Lord and Savior, given for us, because he knows that his life on the cross is transforming if we will believe in what he has to offer us and in his scriptures. So receive this prayer, pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ, that we may be for the whole world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, and with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen.